Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, we decided this week to talk about kind of, you know, what, you know, where we are right now, kind of a, a brief retrospective for the year, what we expect to do, what, what actually happened, and then followed by what we expect to do this year in 2022. Um, Dave, where do you stand on, on last year? It was in preparation for this episode, I uh, went and listened to our sort of New Year's episode of last year. And one thing that was I, th- I want to point out is at the end of that episode, we, we speculated as to whether I would make it a whole year without launching a new app. Um, and you were very incredulous that that would be possible. <laughs> um, and to, it's one of those, it depends on how you score it. So I went the entire year without launching a new actual like product app. However, I did launch the app that I worked on with my son, Ian's Awesome Counter, I did put that into the app store. So it's like by the letter of the law, I would say that I launched a new app to the spirit of the law of what I was saying. I, I think I, I didn't. So um, score that however you will. But I wanted to you know follow up on uh, whether or not I could go a whole year without launching something. I think I might call that a draw. <laughs> I, I yeah. think neither of us were correct. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is fair. But overall, I'd say 2021 was an interesting year for me because when I look back on it, I think I changed more in that year than I have in a lot of the years before it in terms of the way that I'm thinking about work, the way that I expect to approach work going forward into 2022. And I think a lot of it came from a place where in 2021, the early part of the year, I spent a lot of time trying to sort of trying to make things that weren't sticking more sticky. And like specifically, I spent probably a good third of the year at the beginning working on a Watchsmith update. It's this big, long update. And the reality is I did did all this work and nothing actually fundamentally changed with Watchsmith. It's the same sort of revenue, downloads, uh, affinity, like all the things about it are fairly similar. But the work I did on Pedometer and the work I did on Widgetsmith both had big impacts. And I think as I, as I, if I look back over the year, what I see is I kept in the early years, I kept sort of having this, this mentality that if I just keep adding something, if I just eventually I'll be able to sort of, you know, hit a tipping point with the things that aren't really working and suddenly they will start working. And I think I've changed, matured, adjusted, whatever you want to say, to a mindset now where I feel much more comfortable saying, I have a couple of apps that are doing well and that have traction and can sort of trying to build more momentum and push those farther and you know take advantage of the opportunities that exist there is a really wise use of my time in a way that trying to create like Turn, you know, it's like turn things or turn things that are hard to turn, um, and putting effort into things that ultimately is probably going to be um, sort of wasted or not interest or not actually productive. And I think that's sort of the and for me that's sort of the arc of twenty twenty one, and it's that learning. And I think we've talked about this in a lot on sort of our recent episodes too. Of I think I've developed a little bit of a mindset, moreover, that is a little bit more uh, thoughtful and intentional about how I approach the business, the things that I do, you know, it's like we talked about, it's like adding a remove ads button to pedometer plus plus was a meaningful thing in the, my, to my business this year. And it's like, well, I can't believe I hadn't done it before, but it's coming from a different place. Um, and I feel more comfortable about asking for money. I feel more comfortable about 
structuring things in order, you know, treat, treating my business as a business, not just as um, a hobby, not treating it as something that um, I'm doing for fun. Because I enjoyed working on Watchsmith. I enjoyed working on, uh, you know, working on that app. But I think the blurring of between, it's like, I'm doing that because it's fun and I'm doing it because it's my job. Um, when I start to overlap those, I think I've learned that it's problematic because it's not really a hobby. This isn't what I'm doing for fun. This is work than time that is taking away from my actual, you know, jobby job kind of work. Um, and it's, you know, but it's not a hobby in the sense of it's not like, oh, I'm doing it nights and weekends or, you know, it's what I do to relax at the end of the day. So treat, treat my work like my work and do the things that I think will move my work better is the, for me, I think the big lesson from 2021. Yeah, I like that. 2021 to me was a year of very slowly defrosting my brain and unsticking myself from the probably two years before. Like I would say 2020, I, I got very little good work done. And I mean, yeah, there's lots of reasons for that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like beating myself up for it too badly. Um, but I really did not make a lot of progress that meant anything to my users in 2020. And in 2021... I didn't make major progress, but I made some. And and when you go from almost none to some, um, that's that's it's like clearing a log jam. Like so yeah. so you know at like if I look back and like what I actually shipped, like I was just I looked through before the show, I looked through like my my commit log history um, for for my Git commits for the year just to see just to remember like what did I do in the app this year? Like what did what was I actually working on? And it's you know there were there were a couple of you know interesting headlining things. I finally made a widget. I, I made CarPlay. Uh, I've read whole you know read readed CarPlay and everything, and and improved a lot about a lot of the things about the watch app. But what I what I really see when I look at what I actually did over the last year is uh, I I mainly just fixed things and had a couple of improvements here and there some of which like the carplay thing required like you know re- totally rewriting something using a whole new api um you know like modernizing stuff but i it was mostly a year of minor improvements you know fixing bugs and making things work a little bit better adding what really are minor features like a widget uh, or like carplay you know like th- those are those are actually pretty minor features they're important but they're minor um and then in the fall, I started doing um, finally my first kind of significant redesign work. Um, it's not, that this isn't out yet, and most people haven't seen it yet. But um, I, I occasionally will have like a design breakthrough, um, and you know the, the current design of the now playing screen with the swipey cards. Um, that I, I remember still when I had that breakthrough. It was on a trip to London a few years ago, and and I remember like I thought of it and I coded up a quick little prototype one night in a hotel room there. And I showed it to friends the next day because I happened to be visiting a bunch of podcast friends. And you were there, actually. Uh, <laughs> I happened to be visiting a bunch of podcast friends there. And I was like, hey, what do you think of if I if I read the now playing screen to be like this? And everyone loved it. And I'm like, all right, this is the direction I'm going to go. And then over the next couple of months, I, I made it. Kind of, you know, flesh it out and, and finished it. Um, I had one of those design breakthroughs over Thanksgiving break this past fall. And I've been working on it since then. And it's been going great. And, and so... That's been where I'm, where I put a whole bunch of my work since then, and so that kind of completes for me like the transition from the logjam of kind of 2019 to 2020 
uh, and then now I'm now I'm like flowing again. Like I'm I'm really getting a lot of work done. I'm I'm making progress. I feel good about my app again. I feel good about where I am. I feel like I'm not under too much crushing technical debt from from just having such an old app that's gone through you know the, the Swift transition, the Swift UI. You know, like all this stuff that that's been changed over the years. Um, you know, so I'm I'm finally like moving again in 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 a meaningful way. And so that's kind of what I expect for this year to come as well. You know, the the redesign work is going to take a long time as I have talked about in previous episodes. Um I I think the like right now what I'm working on mostly is a couple of like theme-wide changes like font and color tweaks and things like that, but for the most part I'm working on just the root screen, like the the main list of your playlists and podcasts and I thought I'd be done with this a month ago <laughs> and I'm about halfway done with it now. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out when you're rewriting an entire screen, like it takes a while um, when it's when it's an important screen and when it's a complicated one. Um, and, and I'm doing things like adopting um, UI diffable data source for the table, you know, stuff like that. Like there's stuff that's just like a major changes, uh, architectural changes, adopting new APIs, um, things like that that just take a while. And and I'm in the design phase, so it's a lot of iteration. It's a lot of, oh, let me see how this works. And the way I design things, as I've talked about before, is I don't design things in Photoshop. I design things by building them and seeing if I like them. And so, and then if I don't like it, I throw it away and do something else, or I modify it. And so, my design process is is not super fast, um, but uh, it is highly functional. Um, and so, that's kind of where I am with you know with what I'm doing from the end of last year into the beginning of this year. And I expect that root screen redesign, I expect to probably ship within a month or two, maybe. And then I have the rest of the app to handle. You know, I, I have some ideas on how I'm going to redesign the now playing screen. Um, that's going to also probably take a few months there. Uh, and and so I think this whole, you know, design refresh I'm going through with the app is probably going to take most of the year, to be honest. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see what happens with WDC and, and you know, if if this is the year of Linux on the desktop, I mean the AR headset, uh, we'll see what happens, you know, with that, um, how that, if that throws any wrenches in my plans. But um, that's kind of what I expect. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm optimistic for this year. I think that I, my, my log jam has been cleared uh, for the most part. And now I'm on, I'm on a roll and I'm feeling good and I'm getting stuff done. And I, I hope I can continue this momentum for a while and really, and really knock a lot out. Yeah, because I would say as someone who has a that's like a fortnightly conversation with you about your work, I would definitely agree that I feel like that seemed like a change, like a seasonal change in the way that in, in your your the way you were feeling about your work and the way that your work was going. That there was sort of lots of themes about frustration or kind of lack of movement, and then mm-hmm. as we got in sort of the second half of twenty twenty one, it changed to many more themes of flow and progress and inspiration and motivation and um having that sense of like yeah this is this is good this is moving this is going somewhere um which is always just exciting to hear because i mean it's like it, it would be great if that was always the case but i think we've both been doing this for long enough to know that while it'd be great if you were always in that place of being you know inspired motivated productive all of those things there it is a natural process of you know, having been doing this for what, 13 years, that like there are going to be seasons where it's just not as nice and it just isn't quite there. And we're making some progress and we're doing a bit of work, but it just doesn't feel as good as when you hit those places where it feels good and it feels like we're making progress and it feels like the work is, is 
sort of heading in a good direction that is actually productive rather than just doing the work to do the work. So it's just like, it's been super exciting to, to see that shift in, in your year and to look forward to now that continuing hopefully into 2022. And I imagine, especially as you get some of this work that you've been doing out into the world, that it potentially maybe sort of help keep, sort of keep that momentum going because then you get the, the benefit of the feedback and the sort of the reward for the work of it actually you know, making people's lives and their use of your app better rather than just being something just for yourself. Yeah. I mean, the, the importance of momentum, I think cannot be overstated. You know, so much of my motivation pattern is based on, you know, long periods of doing basically nothing followed by short bursts of incredible productivity. Uh, and yeah. and this is not something I have historically felt very good about. You know, this is something that I <laughs> historically felt very you know ashamed of or or guilty that like I don't I don't do a lot of work a lot of the time, and then I do a whole ton of work all at once. You know, and and so this is one of those you know, and and I feel like that that goes in that that applies to both a small scale and a big scale. You know, on the on the small scale, my days are kind of structured like that, where I will have periods of a few hours where I'll get everything done for the day, and then the rest of the day I do basically nothing of value or I only do like, you know, low value, busy work, like admin stuff. I'll, you know, I'll deal with my taxes or I'll deal with my email, both of which I, I feel similarly about as you can tell, <laughs> but, um, but you know, my actual, you know, coding work or making work, that's, that's usually, you know, a very small number of hours each week that are just very densely, um, you know, productive. Whereas that same thing also applies at the bigger scale. That same thing applies, you know, not just on a day scale, but on like a on a month scale, like there are certain months where I just get nothing of consequence really made or done, and then other months I will like blow away half my app and re- and have this amazing or like I'll do an amazing new feature in three days, you know, and and then I won't have another good feature for three months, um, and this is just how I've always worked, um, which you know it, it was not always very compatible with the with the you know working for other people world. Um, but this is just how I've always been. And, and, uh, you know, I, at, again, like, at some point I stopped being ashamed of it and just accepted it. Well, this is just who I am. Um, and let's, let's figure out how to use it, you know? Um, but so, you know, so that's, that's kind of where I am now where like I, I basically had, uh, yeah, almost, uh, I think maybe, maybe a year or two where I really was not doing much. Uh, and, and now I'm doing a lot and, and I'm really happy about it finally. <laughs> speaking of momentum let's take a break here for a moment to talk about our sponsor this week it is hover one of relay fm's longest running sponsors when you have that one big idea when you have that momentum you're ready ready to go well that business that you want to make that app you want to make starts with a domain name so for many people hover is that big leap to really get you going they have over 300 name extensions to choose from so no matter what you want to build there's a domain name available and waiting for you and they have excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have and they're really dedicated to getting you online and just getting you going not trying to upsell you into a bunch of packages and stuff like that hover has free who is privacy so people don't have to you know get your spam information they have a clean ux and ui monthly sales on popular top-level domains so it's easy to see why hover is the popular choice for people starting businesses i personally use hover and one thing i love about them besides of course their great support and their clean design and everything they have a really good search like if you want to tell what's available what kind of names are available which is pretty important with domain names hover search is really really great that's why i always go there first so 
we know you like intuitive user experiences, things that work straight out of the box. So we know you will appreciate Hover. It's super easy to use. It's nice. It respects you. So buy your domain. Start using Hover today. Go to hover.com slash radar and get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time is hover.com slash radar. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for the support of this show and Relay FM. For me, when I start to think about what uh, 2022 might look like, um, I think certainly something that I've learned that I think is it's just sort of a general statement that is useful potentially for our audience is understand that your year will have t- two chapters to it, almost certainly, if you're an Apple developer. There's between now and the first-ish week of June, and from the first week of June to the end of the year. And sometimes, like last year, there was not that much difference necessarily between those two. Some years, there's huge differences. And this is obviously, I'm talking about WWDC, which is around the first week of June. And it kind of is this discontinuity, because you can't plan or predict what's going to come come out there, what work you're going to have to do, what opportunities you want to take advantage of, whatever. Like That's just the nature of, of what we're doing. And so whenever I start to think about, like, what do I want to accomplish this year? Where do I want to head? You know, what's sort of my theme for uh, the year? Is I always kind of will break it in half and not sort of it's impossible to plan beyond June. So just don't even think about it. it you can't have a yearly plan. You can only have essentially the next uh, five five months or so um, of a plan. And when I look at a calendar, it's like basically I have about 100 days of work probably um, between now and WWDC. It's like maybe slightly more, slightly less, depending on how you count it. But it's in that ballpark. And um, I think 100, 100 working days is enough to get quite a bit done. Like it's years. You can certainly get um, it's about 20 weeks of work. And you can get quite a bit done in that. But it's still it's sort of manageable and an amount that I can I can think about at least. And I think for me, when I looked forward to 2022 and kind of what have I learned in 2021, I think there's my, in my mind, like my theme, my goal, the thing that I'm going to be trying to aim towards for the beginning of the year is a lot of like 1% improvements um, in a lot of my apps. Because I think the more, the when I start to look at, look at them with a lens of like, what's a small refinement? What's a little improvement? What's a low hanging fruit? What's something that I could do? Like the more I look at the existing apps that I have, I see opportunities like that all over the place. That there's lots of these little things that aren't these big sort of sweeping new features, these brand new apps, these big things there, but they're things where I could make the app just a little bit better. And in aggregate, I suspect that lots of these smaller refinements would, you know, overall you get to the end of a hundred days of doing that kind of work. And I would hope anyway that the apps will be in a really good place and be in a very sort of strong position to go forward into whatever Apple throws at us in June, whether that's things that are relevant or they're not, but I'll be in a good place because it's, and I think it's easy for me to sometimes think that, Oh, these apps are, you know, it's like they're, they're old and they're, they've been around for a long time. And so there's no more low hanging fruit. There's no more of these little opportunities, but it's like, they certainly exist. And it's kind of amazing that they do exist. And when you hit on one, um, how, beneficial it can be. Like I recently did a lot of work um, playing around with the paywall in uh, Widgetsmith. And it was one of those things where that screen had been the same since I launched the app, essentially. Like I'd made a few adjustments, but I just like started playing around with it. And it's like, it started to perform a lot better as a, you know, converting new users and getting people starting their trials with subscriptions. And it's like, why haven't I been doing this for the last year? 
Uh, I should, it's like, I should have, I should have been looking rather than this is going down the road of like, Oh, let me add this wild, like whole bunches of new, new widgets and new opportunities. It's like, just look at what I have, go through screen by screen, see how can I make this a little bit better? How can I make this screen a little bit better? You know, go sit down with instruments and go through the time profiler and look through all of the, you know, the main parts of the app and say like, where could I make this a little bit faster? Where could I make this a little bit better? And I think that's a good theme and a good sort of goal for me looking forward into this this first half of the year because I think it will set me up well. And although I think in some ways it'll make me feel better because every time I come, come across one of these things, I keep having in the back of my mind, it's like, why haven't I been doing this for, you know, why, all along? Why have, why, you know, sort of there's this, so it's almost like blaming myself for, for my, you know, sort of these past oversights, but it's a bit harsh and isn't actually how I feel, how I feel. But I think being thoughtful and kind of going through and especially as whenever, and if there are places where I can be analytical about it, like look at my crash, like one of the things that I have also started doing is like going through all my crash reports, um, you know, in the organizer and be like, some of them I'll, you'll probably never be able to get rid of. That's just the reality of like, if you have a watch app, you're <laughs> it's almost impossible to get away. I was with about to say watch OS. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's basically impossible because it reports a lot of crashes that are sent are just like the background, you know, being killed in the background because the system was busy, which like sometimes is your fault, sometimes isn't. So I'm never going to get rid of all of those. But I think sometimes I can be like, oh, all my crashes are those kind of crashes. And then like in the last week, I've gone through a bunch of my crash reports and I found little things that I'm like, oh, it's not a big crash. It's not happened to a lot of people, but it's something that I can fix. And I'm sure for the, you know, whatever, the hundred people who that have has had affected in the last month, like it not affecting them going forward will be a great thing. So that's sort of the, the approach I'm taking and kind of having that general theme of like 1% improvement or refinement uh, as sort of my guiding principle for the next five months. I mean, that's how I spent a lot of 2020, um, which which I was, you know, at, at the time felt like it was kind of low flow <laughs> in a way, um, but, but really uh, turned out to be quite an improvement. I mean, when I look back on you know, things like my watch app, which was always something I was really just ashamed of, you know, because it always just sucked in different ways. And over the last year, I, I, I finally, I finally worked out as far as I can tell, almost all of the kinks and it's pretty good now. It's reliable. Like it's reliable in a way that it's never been reliable before. And part of that was my fault. And part of that was Apple's fault. But the combination is it's now reliable. And I'm I'm so proud of that, and I don't really hear about it anymore from people, which is great for the first time ever. You know, I'm I'm not getting one star reviews from my watch app every single day like I used to. Um, so this is, you know, like that kind of focus on quality and minor improvements. That is good stuff. It really helps a lot. I mean, heck, just about just a couple of days ago, I I had this utility function that I use all over the place um, in my in my um, data layer class called FC Model, which is open source. You can go see it if you want. Um, it's a little outdated now because it, it was from before the Swift era, but um, you know, it's this is anyway. It's my data layer, and and I have this method all over the place that ensures that uh, any code that is running on the SQLite layer always runs on the main thread. And there's a bunch of reasons why I do it this way, but anyway, there was there was a point where you know I've known for a while the difference between main thread and main queue. That's the, that's a different thing, you know. The other queues can run on the main thread, uh, so. This, this function, if you call it from a different thread, will dispatch sync 
its code to the main thread because all the code in FC model is all synchronous. So I can't just you know async it and wait till it comes back and have a callback. It's all synchronous code. So if you like call for a database model, it gets it synchronously. So there is a possible deadlock where I didn't realize until a few days ago that it is possible for other queues to run on the main thread. So if a background queue that happens to be running on the main thread at that moment called this function that says always do everything synchronously on the main thread, it would deadlock. And so I had to fix this really obscure bug that was a one-line fix, um, but like it, it was that alone is probably going to save me some of these really obscure crash logs that i thought how the heck did this crash why did this deadlock or what why does this one weird usage pattern occasionally do this and when you find something like that it's incredibly satisfying (laughs) i was so when i figured that out because i had i finally had a reproducible case like in in development where like using this one api and diffable data source would would hit this and i was was like what what is going on and once i figured this out like it was it was like a light bulb going it's like oh my god I have just probably fixed at least three or four crashes that I, I never would have figured out otherwise, but I just figured this out and it, that's an incredible feeling. And you know, you do that enough times and that adds up to meaningful improvements in the app. You know, like I, I found a scroll hitch yesterday where like I was scrolling through a list of artwork in my new UI and I noticed it would hitch every time it would hit your upload screen. And I'm like, why, why is the uploads artwork so slow? And uploads artwork is dynamically generated. So that way it, it's transparent in the theme. And so you, when you have the dark theme, it shows a dark background and everything. And I was generating it at too high resolution. And nothing really needs that resolution. So I just lowered the resolution down to something that the UI actually uses. And it fixed the scroll hitch because it made the image like an eighth the number of pixels. Yeah. And there's stuff like and like that that fixed this one scroll hitch I noticed, but it that you know, that same problem has been catching the uploads artwork in lots of places probably over the years. And I was always rendering it too big. And so that's again gonna make the app faster and take up less memory. And that also means not only will it be more responsive, but by taking up less memory, that means it'll get killed in the background less often. And that'll fix that'll improve other conditions and make it more responsive in other situations. So like this kind of work is really impactful and satisfying in in the aggregate. Yeah. And then I think that's my hope, and that's the thing that I've been seeing that I feel good about it sort of striving in that direction. Because like I've like this last week, I saw the similar kind of thing to you where there was this way that I was interacting with the photos framework that I think was the leading cause of crashes in WidgetSmith. And it's a very subtle, very minor kind of a thing. And it, it's not like it happened to lots and lots of people. It was causing lots of problems. But it's like the situation, as far as I could tell, is if sometimes when this the, the OS does a system update, all of your photo permissions get reset as far as I can tell. (laughs) And when that happens, it was creating this weird situation where like you once had permission to use the photos and then it kind of goes away in this, not in the regular going away way, but in another way that they went away and I could reproduce it and I was able to fix the bug and kind of protect against it. And once I did that, it's like, I imagine there's this whole sort of class of crashes that just went away. And it's just, yeah, like I said, it's very satisfying and it's, but it's work that I'd kind of put off because it's like, well, it's, it's it's not happening a lot. It's happening to, you know, a quarter of a percent of users or something like that. And it's, which is like a big deal, but also, you know, oh, maybe it's better to, to pay attention to, you know, what if I had this whole big thing? And it's like, there's a tension between those two, but I've definitely found spending some time just working on refinement. And eventually, I'm sure you, I'll run out of these refinements and the thing will be, you know, it's like the apps will be running, you know, smooth as butter and it'll be great. And then I can start to work on kind of some kind of large, 
holistic change or, you know, get to the point that it's WWDC and it'll be time to work on whatever new things announced. Um, but it certainly is something that is, is it's, it's, it's like focusing on that work is so, it's so rewarding to, but both in terms of the impact of it, as well as I think just motivationally, it's like, yes, it's like there was a problem. The problem's gone. The app, you know, it had this, it had this issue or had this thing that didn't look quite right. And I spent the time to get, you know, the alignment of this, the, you know, these two views that were always a little off or the the spacing or the, it was like that kind of work. Just sometimes it's easy to not to prioritize it, but I feel like, you know, sp- spending a period prioritizing that and focusing on that is 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 going to be beneficial overall. Yeah, and I think for me, it, like my my main thing I'm going for now is a balance, a better balance between you know, if I basically spent like all of 2019 and 2020 doing mostly f- like minor improvements and fixes like that, and I fell way behind on the major stuff. And I felt bad about that. And 2021 is when I started finally rebalancing that, getting, okay, now I'm going to keep doing the quality stuff when I can, but I'm also going to start tackling the major things and get movement there. And that, to me, is, that's a much better balance. And I and that's why I'm happier now. And that's what I hope to keep going for in uh, 2022. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if I have f- f- sort of, f- part of how you're able to be motivated and productive now is because you spent a bit of time on quality. And I think that's sort of my hope is that, if I spend a bit of time with a focus on quality, I'll be able to have more motivation and speed and sort of velocity when I, I turn my attention to new opportunities, whether Apple created or myself or wherever they come from, I'll be ready for them. So are you uh, releasing any new apps this year, Dave? Well, it is too early to say. Ask me again in June. You want to take a bet? <laughs> I, think I, would, I think this year I would say I will likely launch a new app. Yeah, I'm so, not going to bet against that. <laughs> I, I think that's a wise move. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy New Year, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye.